Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, Cheeseheads, and welcome to the Cheeseman Podcast. This is Brendan, your host for the show. Joining me to pick apart the shit show at the Head to Heads. Uh, it's been a while since he's been on. All the way from the Tube of You is the caller. How you doing, mate? It's great to be on a podcast because you can edit out all my mistakes, Brendan. So, yeah, no, I'm really happy to be back. Not been on the pod for way too long, but um, lovely to be on with two such distinguished gentlemen to pick through that uh, second half horror show. Yeah, Tottenham Hotspur is back, but just wasn't the way we expected it this time. Uh, also joining from Brixton is Mr. Paul Muir. How are you doing? Uh, good morning, all where I happen to be listening. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, here we are again, Brent. Here we are again. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I it, don't know, we, we have to see this as therapy, don't we? I think we do, mate. I think we do. I think we do. Well, um, yeah, that wasn't fun. That wasn't fun. That first half, the optimism at half time, uh, just, just fell away within. Uh-huh minutes but as we always do let's start off with the lineup uh, a few changes from the game against the goons uh we got Perisic back which i <laughs> thought at the time was a great move uh Perisic as well as uh ben Tancourt was obviously the main one back uh davies brought in as well for longley uh, when you saw the lineup caller what were your thoughts why is some playing that's what I thought I thought why is Son playing and why are we starting with two in midfield again I like you was pleased to see Perisic in the starting 11 I think you're always going to be very happy to see Benton Kerr play because he's a quality uh, midfielder I would go so far as to say our only elite midfielder Um, so it's great to see him back in the team and I think he made a a, a big difference to the side but um, yeah, perplexed a little bit as to why we're we're kicking off with two midfield and not three. 
to be honest, um, as I was against the Goons. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I didn't expect too much from this game, and ultimately I wasn't disappointed. But it wouldn't be Tottenham Hotspur if we didn't have the roller coaster emotions along the way. Yeah, yeah, it was it was up and down, and oh, you just I'm, I'm almost numb to it now, Paul. Um, what were your thoughts going into the game when, when you saw the lineup? Well, I thought we might have seen four star. I um, wasn't too worried about the back three. Emerson Royal, and uh, yeah, I was very glad to see Perisic back. Emerson Royal, uh, you're not too sure you can get Emerson really. Yeah, Bentley Corbett coming back was a was a massive plus. I thought he did really really well. Put himself into a hole for 60 65 minutes as well. Put himself around. Put he pressed really high as well. Sometimes was the lead man in the press onto their centre backs. Yeah, up onto Kanji. He was pressing Akat sometimes as well. Um, yeah, and Kuzeski. Uh, did what we know Kuhn can do, tight spaces, running with a ball. You know, you know, he can he can put the cross in, whipping with his left foot. Son, um, yeah, Son needs to be dropped. I think I think I think it's quite clear now that Son is um, a shell of what he is at the minute. There's a cut there's a cut of times tonight when the ball came down and the Son, even on eighty percent kind of confidence, would have like sped away. I think he took the ball down and Grealish was fifteen meters, twenty meters behind him, and on a break, and then Son took about. 15 touches to get it under control by that time. Uh, Big Calf Jack had uh, caught up with him and uh, slid and, and got a tackle in as well. Um, but as you say, the lineup itself, 3 4 3, don't think he's ever going to change that unless it is an, an absolute injury crisis. Um, yeah, that, that that's what I can say, really. It was, it's, it's just a shame that, uh, you know, as, as, as Cause alluded to there, it was, it, we were given a tiny glimmer of hope. And then the second half happened. Hmm. Well, let's try and start brightly. And, and speaking of the start, like looking at the city lineup caller, was that arrogance on the part of Pep? I mean, I, I can say it, but they won anyway. So, uh, <clears throat> but I, I saw that lineup and just thought there's they've left De Bruyne on the bench, Foden on the bench, Diaz on the bench. Like it, it just. <sighs> Again, we can't call it arrogance because he fucking won. But I just it's not, it's I look at that. It's not arrogance. He's got quality players. We had a seventeen-year-old, wasn't it, Lewis? Eighteen-year-old Lewis. He was class. He was absolute class. Um, where are his prospects coming through like that? By the way, because you know he, he looked he looked very good on the ball. Um, we don't know. We don't know. Joined up uh, coaching at Pep's and Stall from the under tens all the way through to yeah. the twenty-one. Yeah, That's totally quite agree. Totally agree, but you know it's another glaring deficiency in our in our site. We, we we don't have enough youth players coming through. But regardless of that arrogance, maybe you could call it arrogance. But ultimately, I think Pep knows his squad and knows they're they're good enough. And you know, eighteen he may be, but he didn't look out of place, did he? Um, you, you've got a quality, massive squad at City, um, and we don't have that, which is why you see the same um, same players on the pitch all the time. Especially with Conte, he doesn't really like to mix it up or bring youth players through. Yeah, and Paul, first half before we got our goals was mm. relatively even. I think City were bossing possession, but there weren't that many shots on target. They were, certainly compared to the second half, it did seem quite a dull half. And he's kind of hoping after we got those two goals that the pattern of the play would continue. Um, mm. but what did you make of the opening sort of 35, 40 minutes up until we got those crazy two goals? 
I thought the first 10, 15 minutes, I thought we were quite fluid. We we knocked it about. We were making good angles. I think we passed it out from the back four or five times quite nicely. Really helps the Benton core, makes those passing angles and makes it really easy. And he takes the ball in the half turn, which means he can always he can move either backwards or forwards with it and not just one way when Hoiberg collects it the way he does. Don't think he had a real opportunity until they had a and then I think it was Holland got in the back of the six-yard box on his own. I think um, I think Davies got in way at one point as well. Yeah, we, we, we look calm and collected. Picked up a, a few silly yellows as well. I think um, mm. Romero. Uh, yeah, Romero got one on 22nd, 23rd minute. I think it was just, I think it was just uh, unfortunate he was the next person to foul someone and the refugees had enough as well. Um, but yeah, that first kind of 30, 35 minutes, we, we looked. Yeah, we looked all right. Parachute was getting forward. Romero looked, yeah, looked decent. It was linking up quite well. Um, you know, it, maybe City weren't completely at it. Maybe they didn't push it as as much as they should. But you can only play what's in front of you. It's a bit of a cliche, but yeah, that that first half hour, it was like I was sitting here watching, it thinking, do you know what? This is all right. It's not bad, you know. And just a shame that we picked up a few yellows in in with, with in uh, with key players and key areas, which was the only really major kind of like you know negative of that first half hour. Yeah, the Hoybier's one was was I think was harsh because he was he, he just basically didn't jump out the way. Like they're saying it was a stamp, it wasn't yeah. a stamp. It's just his they were sort of sliding along still, and he uh, I, I thought that was harsh. And Romero's one though, I sort of saw someone charging. I didn't identify then when. I, it sort of pans away, and I'm like, "That's definitely Romero." You know, you know it's him before it goes back. You're like, "Yep, yep, it was Romero." Um, but the first goal caller, um, it was it was a present from uh, our friend Emerson in the goal there. It was, but it was deserved. It showed we were pressing high that Ed, first Ed, half. Emerson, do you mean, Brent? Did I say Ed, Emerson again? Ed, Emerson, yeah. <laughs> Emerson on the brain, mate. Um, yeah, Emerson, yeah. Do you know, I said at the time, that's the kind of thing Larice gets absolutely crucified for. And then Larice has to go and spoil it with those goals he let in that were, that were you know, a couple probably, he certainly takes a chunk of the blame. Um, look, when you play up from the back, like teams do in the modern game, you do get mistakes. I've seen Alisson do it. I've seen Edison do it. Larice does it. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about Larice when the moment comes. Um, mm. But... Yeah, an absolute gift. And, um, you know, Kulisevsky likes scoring at the Etihad and, and lapped it up, didn't he? There was there was no mistake. And, you know, it just goes to show you the value of pressing, which I'm a bit like Paul. The first half hour, I was quite impressed with the way we played. We, we, mm. we came out of the blocks much better. We looked more confident. And I think, you know, I, I wouldn't say we necessarily deserved the lead, but you could see us scoring which you haven't been able to last couple of games. Mm. And then the madness in the 40 seconds, the second minute of, of uh, injury time in the first half. Emerson, well, like, again, it was, it was, that was all for Kane. That was all on Kane, just his determination to make that challenge, to win the ball, exactly yeah. the persistence and, and to, to whip it in. And, and Ed, Edison <laughs> could only just sort of palm it into the way. And, and you have to give Emerson credit there he got his head he was brave got his head in and uh what were you saying about the celebrations as well Paul I, I didn't spot were they, were they not celebrating like, I, I didn't I get just, that I just got the vibe first one to talk about the goal it was like yeah you know, Kane did really well it was a good play we're getting some joy down that like little channel Rodri was weak Kane slides in wins the kind of block slide challenge I don't know what he's trying to do at that point I think I think he's being really really smart he's either gonna he's obviously gone for power and he's thinking well if the goalie kind of like 
parries it, it might go in off the two defenders behind him. Or, as you say, it's going to come out to danger area. And Emerson has done really well. He's, I mean, he's sprinted 65, 70 metres to get there. You I mean, fair play to him to, to, to be up there. And then he just pops out and, and he finishes it. And But it just seemed like really, really calm, kind of. He just turned around and he put his arm in the air. Sonny gave him high five. I think, obviously, Hobie kind of, like, dived all over him. But it seemed like really, really calm about it. And it was all kind of like, it's almost like they couldn't believe it or is this how the game plan was going to work out? I mean, if that was me, 2 0, you know, just going into half time at it, 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 you know, one of the best teams in Europe, began apoplectic and began mad. But it just seemed really, seemed really chilled and really calm and like, you know, he'd wave to someone in the, in, in the crowd that he knew or something. And, and that was it. It was just like, yeah, all right. Is, 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 are we that confident? I'm, I was. It just felt a bit kind of low key. Don't know about anybody else. Think. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you think about it, but just felt I think he surprised like, himself. To be honest, I <laughs> 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 oh, was that fucking shocked that he was in the in the position to to nut it in and took it so well. Um, but you know, your credit's got to go to Kane for that goal. Absolute sisters and Kudasevsky as well, who was stretching the play uh, in the build up. I, I I just think you know. Um, no one really expected it, least of all Emerson. But I'm, yeah, glad, he scored. I'm glad he scored because everyone's <clears> on Emerson's back 24 7. Um, and don't get me wrong, I don't think he's the right right back for the club, but I'll never like slate a player that badly who wears the Tottenham shirt, you know, no. while he's playing for us. Um, but um, he, he tries ever so hard. I don't think he had a bad game tonight at all. Uh, I don't think so either. Way. I thought he did well. I thought he did all right, yeah. But I did say I did say I, I would have wanted him in the team at City away. He, has, he seems to have he's Liverpool away, City away. He's generally and and I'll get shredded for this, but he's probably our most solid right wing back defensively. Which of course, when you're up against Jed Spence who doesn't play and Doherty who's in and out of the team doesn't say a lot. But yeah. I think he was the one I would have wanted to see in that starting eleven, and, and he did okay. Yeah, he swapped both wing backs. Two nil up, and then City got booed off. Sorry, Brent. Yeah, no, it's the same like after the goons because he swapped both wing backs. So he's he's doing what he did before, like like the inter and what what Potts did. But like, just because they're so vital to the way that we play. But it was I was he so annoyed. Fresh. He needs some yeah. fresh. Because got injured. They cover a lot of ground, don't they? They cover a lot of ground. The fullbacks in that system, you need them fresh. Albeit they haven't been covering much ground offensively recently. Hmm. And at half-time, we're all feeling quite confident and quite happy. We're just like, well, right, let's keep it solid. We normally perform better in the second half, so let's <laughs> let's let's see what no, happens. No, we weren't, Brendan. This is, <laughs> we, we're experienced seasoned Spurs fans. No one was feeling confident 2-0 up away from home at, at, the, at the Champions. I, it, was, it was just a question of when City would score. What I was really hoping was they'd give us opportunities on the break. But, I mean, they came out of the trap so fast. I think they, they caught us cold, really, which we can talk about why that is. But um, I didn't. I, wasn't, I would not say I was feeling confident. Were you, Paul? Uh, no. It was nice to see City get booed off, though. I did enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, everyone loves that, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you knew, they were gonna, you knew they were going to come out. They were either... Pep was going to say, you guys sort it out yourself or Pep doesn't seem the kind of guy to do the hairdryer treatment or throw shit around the dressing room. So I'm pretty certain something like Rodri or even, you know, maybe something like Haaland or, or someone or Gundogan or whatever's got into them and just said, like, you know, just up the tempo. And by Christ, didn't they have the tempo? Yeah. Yeah. The first goal, I think it was what, five minutes after the, the, the start, the restart. 
mm-hmm. and just a comedy of errors. Like that. I think was it was it Mares that beat Perisic down that side and. Yeah, but he took Perisic on his is... right though. I think Perisic didn't do a lot wrong there. He showed him because he thought Morris was going to come in on his left. And I, I watched a few times tonight. And I, I don't really blame Perisic, but he's not a great one. I mean, it's a bit of a contradiction. He's not a great one-on-one, Perisic, to be honest, defending. But he did show Morris onto his right, and normally Morris whips it on his left. So, it's, I mean, Morris scored his right later on as well. But, um, yeah, Perisic probably could have done a little bit better, really. That was the first error. Sorry, Brent. Carry on. Mares always has a worldie against us, doesn't he? He does always mm. seem to be where his players seem to turn up, doesn't he? That seems to turn up. And just the, the ball comes in, and and, and there's, there's a melee in the middle. And, and what's Hugo? Hugo sort of dives out. He's almost like he dives down, and Emerson's there to kick it. And then Emerson looks like he kicks Hugo. The ball just falls loose, and it was just a mess all over. And we're like, and this is where I kind of sympathise with Conte and that, that when we're making these individual errors, and he said that in the, on the press after the Arsenal game, we can't make, keep making individual errors. Uh, he can't coach those out of them. These are, these are seasoned pros that have been playing here far no, too long than Brent, they should have been. What he can do is drop Lloris. I think Paul hit the nail on the head. Lloris yeah. is devoid of confidence. The back, the back four, back five, back three, whatever you want to call it, yeah can't have a lot of confidence in the keeper when they see him making clangor after clangor after clangor. He's got mm. five individual errors leading to a goal in the Premier League this season, the most of any player. And I love Lloris, by the way. I absolutely love him. I think he's been a fantastic servant to the club. But you've got Fraser Forster on the bench. He ain't a bad option. I think you've got to do something different. And like I was saying in the first half, if, if Hugo did that, what Edison did... We'd all be hanging him out to dry and telling him to retire. And then he goes and does that, fl- really flaps at it. And um, and then gets beat on his near post, by the way, as well. So it's just very frustrating, very frustrating, it, because there are dec- things Conte can do. Was a decent save in the first half, deflect shot from the yeah, old guard yeah. range at the weekend. That was a save, it took a deflection. It's a cracking save. And he, yeah. he didn't look too bad with the ball at his feet, I said, in the first half. But then, yeah, as you say, the second error for that goal. Someone has got a shout, mine, Eric, whatever. Somebody's got a shout, just put their foot through that ball and get it the mm. fuck out of Dodge. But no, we like, no, after you, after you, after you. Hugo kind of, as you say, dives down and forward. Don't really know what he's doing. Maybe you think he's going to get a boot in the face. I'm not too sure, but take it for the team. And then, yeah, they just, they, they just, they just pop it in the net. And as you say, Brendan was just a catalogue of errors. It was, it was just, should, it, again, be. it's a goal that could be so easily avoided. How many of that this, this year? There's been so many this season. It. Should be commanding the penalty, the, you know, the, especially the six freaking yard box. Should be absolutely bossing it, commanding it. Pulls right, clear communication, shouts. It just looked like a disorganised, you know, shambles of a, of a mess. And uh, Hugo's got to do better. He's the captain. He's got to put his stamp of authority on it. If he's coming for it, come for it. Don't just flap around. And, and equally... The centre backs, they're all experienced to know better. Devil's advocate here, but you get someone like Forza Size coming out for that ball. I don't think that goal happens. I don't think it happens. Mm. That, that I'm playing devil's advocate here, but it's yeah, I mean it's it's could you say it's, I mean I'm, it's not Hugo's fault. It, it could have been stopped at source, but if Force is in goal, I think you know, he comes in he comes and just just commands that six yard in that situation and they don't score, in my opinion. <laughs> Also, devil's advocate here is January. 
do we try and find a keeper now? Do we try and find another? Not, yeah, I don't think there's anybody out there really. I mean, I don't think Pope's going to come. I, I, I think it's something that we seriously got to look at in the summer. No one. Be, be Pickford. Be, be. Maybe if ever, possibly. I, just don't see, I don't think anybody could have seen the drop off from Hugo. I'm, I, I'd call it a bit of a liar if they said, "Oh yeah, Hugo's always going to be this way." Really? Did you see him dropping off this badly, Brent? Really? I, I, right. During the, the summer, when we had all the, the YouTubes and the pods about mm-hmm. the signings that we need to make, positions that we need to improve, I said goalkeeper in the summer. I did. So just hands up. And I, was, and I was laughed at as well when I said, when he threw a couple in against Newcastle. I said then, there's being Forster in, and I was laughed at. It was, oh, what are you doing? What are you talking about? He's, he's like you said, he's, he's, the, these mistakes are increasing. It's not, That's I mean, we, he always, he always did, he, did have these, maybe every five. He, yeah. he used to save more than he cost us. Right? Yeah. That, that was, that was ultimately because he's a fantastic world-class shot stopper. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Experienced, highly decorated, great servant to the club, as I said. Um, but when the, when the gaffes outweigh the games he saves you in, then it's time for a change, isn't it? And you'd say the same for any keeper. And that's that. After that first goal caller, they did have the bit between their teeth, and you could see you could see the goals coming. Like that's when it, once that first hit, hit the floodgates opened, and the second goal, like oh, we can't really blame you. It was a it was a weak challenge on Mares to get the header over to Holland, um, but again, like you could just see it coming. Romero is nowhere, and I love Romero. Um, Dyer and Davis comes in from that side. It, it, again, it's poor defending, but I'd also say the ball's got to stick up top at the top of the pitch a bit more. You know that that period that City were on top, it was relentless pressure, hmm. and there's no outlet for it. And and this is what I'm saying. You know, you'd be better with an extra man in midfield to to buffer some of that. Uh, you two nil up, change something at half time. Don't go out with because you know City are going to fly out the traps. Sonny, <coughs> about he's he's literally useless. <coughs> Excuse me, right now to us, he can't hold the ball up. He gives the ball away. It's, get him off. If you're going to play three, put Richarlison in. For God's sake, try something different. I get players have got to play themselves back into form, but it's a bit like the Hugo scenario. He's he's not contributing anything to the team right now. And I again, I love Sonny. Been a wonderful player for Spurs. But part of our problem in that period of the game was there was nothing. It, it was backs to the wall because there was relentless pressure and nothing was sticking up top. Nothing was progressing out of midfield. You've mm. got to change something if you're Conte at that point. Even better, see that that's going to happen and change something uh, preemptively. Mm. I'd like to know what the mindset was coming out in the second half. You know, you've got experienced players there and you're going to think, right, there's no way City are just going to like carry on with the same tempo and the same intent. And they must have known that that onslaught was going to happen. They must have known that Mares and especially Grealish were going to like start flying forward. Ake Stones was going to step up. Akanji was going to bring, the for- bring forward the ball as well a bit more. Rodri was going to progress the ball. They must have known that. But it seemed like it took them completely by surprise. And it was like, you know, it, the game was done and dusted. You don't have to work hard for 90 minutes. If you play that well against a board team for 15 minutes, you've won the game. We make it so easy for them. And it's like no one kind of guessed. No, There was no experience. There was no, like, they're going to come at us. You know, it's no, like, lads, let's just, let's just, like, be really tight. 
let's get like a five, four, one, you know, maybe even two blocks, five if games are slotting, and just hold what we've got for 10, 15 minutes. You have to go and come up, and we'll, we'll, we'll kind of find our way into the game. You know, but no, there was none of that. It was just like Mares got a ball straight at Perisic. On the other side, Grealish got a ball straight at Royale. Jinkin was between Royale and Romero like they weren't there. And it was just like, did you not expect this, lads? Did you not see this coming? That's the most disappointing thing. Well, is, it, is, that, is, is that then on Conte then, Caller? Like his game management? Yes. Like, he... Yes. Terrible game management. We've seen it, <clears throat> his inflexibility to do anything different. Very recently, you know, against the Goons, he was making subs in the 85th minute. Um, <laughs> just baffling. Um, if I can see it, you can see it, and Paul can see it. Why can't a bloke who's getting paid 15 million pounds a year by the club see it? Unless you don't give a shit anymore. Um, and I don't really believe that's the case because people don't set out to do a bad job. But I mean, if it were me, I'd be I'd be packing that midfield, like Paul says make it as hard as possible, take the sting out of them because you know they're going to come out like a bat of, a bat of hell. You know that, that Pep's got in there and had words and they're going to be on the front foot at you. Um, I actually think we did quite a good job. Emerson and Kulisevsky worked really well doubling up at times, mm. but you know Perisic was isolated and as Paul's already touched on quite rightly, he's not great in a one-on-one. I nearly said he's shit in a one-on-one. That would probably be a bit harsh to a World Cup semi-finalist. Um, but <laughs> he, he's he's not he's not great in that one-on-one situation. And Mares was having a, a stormer of a game. Mm. No, support, well, he did no support from Son, is there? No support from Son on that flank. None. Yeah. He may as well not be there. At least if you put Richarlison in the mix, you know he's going to fight Hammer and Tong. He'll get back. He, he'll do the old shit-housery bit, leg, people, leg a few yeah. people up. And that's what he needed. He needed tactical fouls, the game slowing down, go down, pretend you're injured, break it up, stop their momentum. There was none of that game management on the pitch. And I expect Conte to be putting that into the players and thinking about what we can do tactically to preserve that lead. Yes, it was a surprise to everyone, probably even Conte, we were 2-0 up at half-time. So for sake, hang on to it. Hang on to it. Do something with it, you know, show some leadership. And I just felt that was distinctly lacking. Yeah. The the the, the Richarlison one was a, was a pu- step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. For me, Paul, like I, it was brought him on, what, 78, 79th minute? The game's done. It was 3-2 then. If we'd have brought him on sooner, because as we've all said... Sonny was a passenger. He really wasn't taking, he was just taking too many touches, couldn't get the ball out of his feet. And he's been like that for months, but he's still sticking with him. And, and as, as I said, we, we love him, but if it's not working, you've got to be ruthless. You've got to, you've got to make these decisions. He's the manager. Like we said, he's paid 15 million quid a year to make these decisions. We can see it. And it, it it's just frustrating that he's not, and I don't, I don't think he, it's that he doesn't care. I just think it's, it's his way. He's too stubborn. I don't, I don't know his history of making subs when he was at, Inter or Juve or Chelsea, but it's it's the pot's all over again. 
It's it's the same shit. Just make the, the changes. And and like you said earlier as well, or, or well during the game, someone just got to put a foot in, stop this momentum, mm-hmm. uh, foul someone, uh, start a bit of shit housing, and there was none of that. It was none of that streetwiseness. I think you're going to bring Richie on. I think I don't think he's wide right. I, I've, I've said this since we got him. I don't think he's wide right tonight. I would have hooked on. I would have put Cool as a ten. I would have put yeah. I would have put Cooler behind a uh, two up front of um, Richie and Kane. It's quite clear when Richard Harrison was at Everton, he's a he's a centre forward, despite what I think about him. So that's what I would have done because the son was just basically you could have put a shirt on a piece of four by six and just banged it into the ground. It would probably be better movement, a better hold up play than the home wing son at the moment. And it upsets me that I have to say that, but yeah, he's 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 a passenger at the moment. Um and so yeah, I would have hooked him and gone three, kind of maybe four, one, two. Would have been the way to go for it, and let and let Kulu try and pull some strings, a little bit like uh, their guy was behind Haaland. I thought he was really good tonight. Actually, the guy behind Haaland, I can't remember his name right now. The guy from Argentina, uh, Alvarez. Alvarez, thank you, thank you. I thought he was excellent. But that, very, very uh, good. yeah, very good. Like, very yeah, good I think we we missed someone like that. Maybe kind of like you know, just just as you say, just try something three, four, one, two. Maybe yeah, we lose something going down going down our right. But Kula in the middle is is a is a crafty player, and hopefully with Charleston and Kane making runs forward from him, like you know, Kula can. It just gives the it can find them, and it just gives the opposition defence something else to think about. Um, but yeah, Conte and his tactical inflexibility or unwillingness to change it is frustrating. I mean, we've all seen it. I mean, you go to the ground. You, I mean, I've, I've sat there and, yeah, there's no point in making change at 80, 85 minutes. It, no. it's, it's got to be earlier. And when you've got a £60 million asset, whether he's finding himself back to full fitness or not, he's still going to be more effective at, at 60 minutes you know, with, with with half an hour to go or, or 65 minutes or 25 minutes to go. It's just, I can't, I can't. I mean, Conte's going to know more about football than I'll ever know, but I just can't work out sometimes his thought processes about tactics and subs and things. Blind faith in the old guard, which is something that successive managers have had. Um, you know, <laughs> whichever way you but want why? to cut it. But and know. it's not just the managers, why. the club as well. We, we never move these players on. We hold on to no. players too long. The managers won't stop. And we just get stuck in this funk. And it's so annoying. Sorry. Well, we know, we know we've got players in the squad who are, not, who, who are just not good enough right now. And... The frustration is if we didn't have better on the bench or options in the squad, you could understand it. But we have got options we could deploy, and he's not. Well, he'll, he'll, he'll got injured yesterday, according to um, Dan Kirkland from the Standard. He'll okay. got injured yesterday in, in training. Um, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, forced you're forced to your Richarlison, you know. Okay. Um, um, pack it, put an extra man in midfield, which I know is a slight obsession for me right now, but it is because it makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, and and it, it's just you know Conte's got to be held to account for me. Uh, don't get me wrong, I, I was I was doing cartwheels last season. And I was over the moon with Conte's appointment, as I'm sure we all were. But he's for whatever reason where we are at right now, his position is becoming increasingly untenable to me. Okay, hmm. just going back a minute on the. What, did you see the AK tackle on um, Kuzeski? 
yeah. just poor, really I poor did. challenge. It was it was a it booking. Was... I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a red, but it was a booking for sure. Do you think so? I've got this, I've got this down on my notes as a red. I thought I thought that was I thought the ref was a bit out of his depth. I know the yeah. I know Tyler <clears throat> kept going about the big the, the new referee's got to play the big games, but Ref that's all right. Shit. That's all right if you're a neutral sitting there in Sky getting paid three and a half mil to watch it and commentate on it. But if you're a, if you're a fan, I didn't think that ref was up so much this evening, and that's not sour grapes. It's not. I thought he lost control. I thought the bookings he gave to us were just a tighten up effect. Didn't think it was particularly malicious game, but that tackle on Kuzeski, I thought, and um, I, th- I, I I certainly thought it it, it deserves some kind of card. But um, maybe yeah, maybe this guy will turn around and be one of the best refs ever. But it's just I, I thought he's a little bit out of his depth. But and certainly that tackle on on Kuzeski by Ake, I, who I thought I, I mean, played quite well. Go I agree. On, go um, good Gundogan was fouling like the the whole his lack of experience showed. Like Gundogan the first half hour was chopping players left, right, and centre. No yellow. Could you know? City are world class at though, aren't they? Rodri's always pulling. He's always like in that middle third. He's always like stopping the play of their breaking and stuff. I mean, they, tactical foul wise, they are they are really good at that. City. It's it's uh, it's what Pep's learned at Barcelona, I think. Um, yeah, but yeah. But the ref, ref was all. You, you're right. The ref was shocking. I don't think it would have made any difference to the outcome of the game, if I'm being perfectly honest. But and, and I'm not sure that was a red on Kulu, but it, it certainly was a, a meaty, um, mm. unfair challenge. But um, the but replay yeah. I, in in real time, it looked worse. And in the replay, like, oh, okay, it's not that bad. It, it, it's a booking, but it, it wasn't. It looked a red full throttle. But replay, like, okay, mm. it's, there's no real connection with with leg. Uh, for a prolonged period, so it wasn't overly dangerous, but it was. It was like, I was just come back from injury, cooler, you know. Fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Stephen was it Stephen Hooper, uh, the the ref, Simon Hooper. Sorry, Simon I thought it was Hooper. Anthony Taylor from behind. I didn't see him from the front. So I was like, oh, it's Taylor. He's he's okay. Um, but yeah, Chun- chunky little fat guy, kind of bald head. So you thought, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of throwback. And it, this, is like, yeah, from the, yeah. this is coming from the chairman of like chunky little fat guys, like little bald heads. <laughs> are you me? Yeah, is that what you thought, there, brother? Is that what you thought? Uh, stop fishing for compliments, Mia. Um, the um, one one sub because we, we'll book the third goal. Like again, we've we've slated Hugo already near post schoolboy, but um, when Longley came on, he, just, he made so many errors, and I'm like. It's almost like he wants to do the fourth, and then the fourth goal comes because of his whatever was he doing. I'm I'm gonna get it in the neck here because I'm guilty of quite liking Longley, and I think he's done all right in the Spurs shirt. Sure, but I mean, that game, he, yeah, he was terrible coming off the bench. You can't you, you can't really argue that. I mean, yeah, what what do you say about it? I mean, that's the kind of error that I'd be embarrassed with on a Tuesday night on the on the seven aside pitch. Um, is, is for a professional footballer to be doing that, you know, let alone one who's being paid what he's been paid, and, and not that I think salary makes any difference to it, but you know, and an, a so-called elite level sportsman to be making those kind of mistakes. What's it, he trying to do? Is he trying to bring it down his thigh? Is he trying to bring it down? Yeah, his, I think he just, he just miscontrol. I think he just, I think he was trying to control it away from yeah. uh, the 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 danger area, if that makes yeah. sense. And, 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 then get, and then get on top of the ball, and he just he just completely misjudges it, I think, and you know comes off him, bounces off him like you know Emerson Rawls' first touch, doesn't it? Um, there was the, before even before the goal, like there was a bit where 
he was sort of trying to control and sort of play it for, out from the back. And there was clearly like, it was under pressure. It's just, mate, just fucking boot it. Like, don't stop doing little, little shimmies and turns. Boot it. And I'm like, this guy, he's, he's going he's gonna to have a clanger. And well, he's just, a good technical oh. player. He, he is generally, his ball control is normally really good. His distribution's really good. He can put a cross in. He can, re- he can pick a pass. He can do long. He can do Toby-esque sort of raking balls. But um, yeah, it was all severely lacking today, wasn't it? So there's not really much more I can say about we it. Did, we did have a really good Perisic. chance, didn't we? When it was two off. Yeah, Perisic. Yeah, yeah Perisic. And that, that little eighteen-year-old <laughs> just gets like his rear foot on it. I mean, it's lovely cross from Kulu and Ivan yeah. you know, along the deck. Ivan running onto it, didn't have to break his strike. Hit it really nice, and the kid just threw himself at it. And it hits his training leg, and it like it kind of ricochets up, and I don't know if it glances the crossbar stanchion or whatever, and it go. I mean, if that goes in, I mean, we're talking if buts, maybe's. I get it, but we had a really good chance, and then I think yeah, not long after that, they went down and um, they scored. That's the last that. chance we had. I think it was. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think I think it was the last chance. But that that was a nice little ball as well. Nice little triangle down our right. And then Ivan is on his bike on the other side. And a really nice ball across from Kulu. Yeah, Yeah. God, we've missed him. We really have missed him. And um, yeah, it it was just one of those, uh, you know, what you have to say, if, but, maybe. But if that had gone in, then, you know, who knows? But that, that was a good chance. So, a little bit of positive before it all went wrong. Yeah. And there was also, there was one from Kane as well, like a free kick from Sonny where it hit his hand. And you know, yeah. he controls that a bit better. And there's, I think that Akanji gets across and does block the shot anyway. And he... And he yeah, but he wouldn't have blocked it if he'd have set himself right in the first place, would he? You know, it was, yeah. un, it was just a bit of miscontrol. It was unfortunate, really. But, um, I mean, it's very hard ball to control, to be fair to Kane. Um, mm. But you've seen him do it before, so you always always expect him to do it. But it, it you know, you're right. It was um, it could have been a half chance if he brings that yeah. down. It's a goal because the mm. defender only got near it because of that that extra touch, if you like. Um, mm. So Son had another chance just after that as well, and we, it was going down the right, and it came out to him, and he, he you could see his confidence. He just he took an extra touch, and like everybody did, and it was like. And eventually, eventually comes out to edge of the 18 yard box D, and one of our centre backs blazes it over the bar. I mean, son of old again would have probably just like hit that first time, and it, you know it would have been like, yeah, like last season or even the hat trick earlier this season at Leicester. Uh, sorry, at ours against Leicester. But there's a good chance there as well. But he's just he's so lacking, he's so devoid in any kind of like self-belief at the moment. It's, it's really showing. It's, it's, it's really showing. But if you're not going to take Larissa out the side after what he's done last couple of games, he's going to, he's going to ride it out with Son. He's going to ride it out with him and, and hopefully Son will come back in a form. But yeah, there's, that, there's Son had a really good chance. Yeah. That, that I was explaining there and just, he turned the shot down and shifted it out wide again. So he just, he shifted responsibility, which is, not very good, which is poor. He's not, he's not even taking uh, an extra touch. He's taken about three, three to four mm. touches where yeah. previously, and, and you know, um, having played the game as a striker, the first thing I was always taught to do was just try and catch people off guard, hit it first time every time. And um, yeah. that's what he does really well normally. And it, yeah. it's just showing that he completely lacks belief in himself right now because he's, his touch is heavy, his touch is poor. 
Um, and he's taking way too many touches where he should just be incisive. Mm. Right, <clears throat> another the game. Then let's get, let's get into sort of where we are as a club right now. We did have a chat off air. How long you got, about... Brent? I mean, this is, this is going to be a 30-minute <laughs> podcast, isn't it? In terms of where, like, with the manager, with the ownership, there's because we, we've lost again, and we're probably going to lose to them at home, as we discussed as well. So w- w- can Conte survive this call? Do you think he will? Do you think he wants to? I don't think he cares that much, actually. Um, I, I think he'll come out with his reputation intact regardless because people will just go, well, Spurs. Um, his CV is so heavily decorated that uh, he'll have absolutely no problem walking into another job when it's right for him. I think the um, I think the personal tragedies he's had fall at his door mm. this year, whether it's coincidence or not, our form has completely dropped off a cliff. Um since unfortunately, you know, we, we lost our fitness coach whose name escapes Ventrini. badly. Help me, Ventrini. Um, it, and then obviously, on top of that, uh, Viali, who he was very close to, died recently as well. And Mihalovic. Uh, and I think there's so there's that in the mix. Then there's clear frustration with the board or Paratici or what, what, whichever way you want to cut it. The funds are not there for what he wants. Um, and I think it's it's a bit like the chicken and the egg. I think if he signed a two-year contract, he'd have a lot more backing in the January transfer market. But what are we doing right now as a club? We're pissing around arguing about a 45 million euro release fee. It's what, 38 million quid? I'm not being funny. That's peanuts. Mm. If, if we want the player, we should just be buying him. And, and, and I think this is where I'm at as we were chatting before the show, I'm just completely fed up with it. I'm just completely fed up with, um, and, and I'm normally a really balanced individual when it comes to Enoch and Levy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I want to give people a chance, but we just don't seem to be able to snap out of this change in our ways. We just, we're trying to save a couple of million here, a couple of million there. We don't need to. You look at the Deloitte figures that are out today and, and yeah, they might not be accurate hundred percent, but they're pretty close. They're going to, if Deloitte are publishing them, they're going to be pretty near as damn it. We're the ninth richest club in the world. You look at the teams above and below us in that list, they're monkeying money around everywhere right now. And we're arguing about a 45 million euro release clause. Why? Why? Well, is this Levy or is this Paratici? Is it because it's got Levy's sort of blueprint it's, all over it? Paratici is only operating under the financial guidelines that the board i.e. Daniel Levy set him fundamentally. And then you could argue that Daniel Levy is probably uh, operating under the financial guidance that Joe Lewis sets him. Hmm. But whichever, whichever way you want to cut it, it's not good enough. And I think, you know, when you talk about Conte, that's probably completely hacking him off as well. Because, you yeah. know, look at the reason he walks out of Inter, lack of financial backing. I don't suppose it would be any any different with us. And... Um, where I'm at is I'd, I'm, I'm, I'd be really happy if the club was sold tomorrow to someone or, or we had some investment because I'm just sick of it. I'm just sick of being the nearly guys. We've been, you know, we've got ourselves into a great position. Enoch have done loads of good stuff to the club, no matter how much people want to fluff it up and say they haven't, because financially on the on the on the off the pitch stuff, they've given us world class infrastructure, financially self sufficient in a really good place. 
But if we're not going to then capitalise when we have got the revenue streams we've now got coming online, then they need to go. That's where I'm at. Where are you, Paul? He's woefully underperforming with the players he's got. There's no two ways about that. Okay. I agree with what Owen is saying about the personal tragedy he's had this season. I think the fitness coach going affected everybody. Those those players came out as a unit. I don't know if they was going to start and they were they, they were visibly upset. So that yeah, that's when you lose someone that integral to your 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 culture, that's massive. Okay, and he's a good personal friend. Played together when he was playing, known each other the best part of forty years, I believe. Yeah, so that, yeah, I, what Owen was saying there about personal strategy is absolutely spot on. But there's no getting away from it at the moment. The team is woefully underperforming. He's not coaching these players. I, I, I don't can't think really of any player that's better than when Conte was first. Maybe Dyer showed obviously that he got into the England setup, but then Dyer's form has fallen off a cliff. Romero is, is a very very good player. Kulu Bentacourt don't really count because they they've only been there for like you know a short period of time. But the players that that Conte inherited, none of them are really much better. So he hasn't isn't really done his job as a coach. But maybe that's not what he is. Maybe you come and he's a win now, possibly says. And that's what it leads me to my second point, is that if that is the case, then the board have to like hold their hands up and say, we've got this guy in, but and we've got him for a certain, a certain amount of uh, kind of kudos for his MO, but we haven't backed that that method of operating, that modus operandi. And I think you can, I think you can hold the board couple for that. I'm now beginning to think if Conte goes and we haven't backed him, that you can really start pointing fingers at Daniel Levy and Enoch. I think you can for the first time, um, for all of the reasons that uh, that Owen has very succinctly said about operating. Uh, sorry about turnover and cost and stuff. It's going to get worse because the financial results come out either next month or the month after, probably the month after, I'm led to believe. And then once they realise that the amount of money coming in and we haven't bought or backed a Conte-type character, the shit is going to hit the fan. And that's what I'm worried about. It's 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 that Well, that's where I'm at. To answer your question, that's where I'm at. Oh, geez, just a correction for myself. It's uh, Gimperov Ventroni, not Ventrini. So apologies for the, the mispronunciation there. Where are um, you at, Brent? Where are you at, Will? I want to see how this window pans out and I want to see what happens with Conte with, with his contract situation. Like I said, I think it's, it's, it's errors all over the place, the players, the manager, the club. And again, these are the conversations we've had when Jose was here, you know, and at the end of Poch as well. So I'm, I kind of be careful, better the devil, you know, be careful what you wish for in terms of new ownership. Like I don't know if, if I would support QSI or, or, or backing from a nation state with questionable human rights records where the, the ownership does matter as we spoke about with the trust last week uh, they made some really good points so I, I just wish that, that Todd Bay, Bailey or Bayhe or whatever his name is had, had looked at us rather than Chelsea because look what he's doing there spent spunking half a billion I mean I don't think he's spent it particularly well to be honest so far but... well, it remains to be seen yeah but but they, these are these are up and coming players. They, they've clearly scouted them out. There's clearly a well. I know the plan is just to buy every single player. Every but, player. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It, it just makes me feel. I'm looking at our it ownership. Makes you feel and a just, bit envious, doesn't it? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's the way it makes you feel because we're in a better financially operating position than maybe not Chelsea, but we're we're not far off Chelsea at, mm. at, at the very worst, and we're in a better position than Arsenal. 
and yet we don't seem to be able to put it together. I mean, they're talking about signing the player for 70 million the other week. I can't remember. He went to Chelsea in the end, didn't he? If they can splash 70 million on a player, why can't we? Why can't we? Hmm. It's, and these are the questions that you're not going to get answers to because the problem is... The, sorry, I activated Siri by mistake there. I don't know what happened there. Shut up, Siri. <laughs> Yeah, I got just Siri. on on Siri. I got a video from uh, Davo saying, "Siri or Alexa, Enoch yeah, in or yeah. Enoch out." And he said yeah. it to you as well. Yeah, he said yeah. But but the, the, these are the questions that need to be answered. You're not gonna you're not gonna get an answer because unfortunately, our board operate in complete silence, which is mm. another part of the problem. Because there's no is that, problem, is that a problem though? I don't think it's a problem. To it's be not honest. a problem. If everything's going okay. <laughs> I don't think you can trot out. I don't think you can. Once Villa, who's the guy that the, the Villa sold uh, Greer's to City, and the, the manager, sorry, the, the owner, the CEO at the time, just trotted out like a four minute video. I can never, I, I don't want Daniel Levy doing that. I don't, I, I don't really want to hear from Daniel Levy. I don't, I, you know, Daniel Levy is obviously a very, very shrewd businessman. All right. I, 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 I don't want to hear from him. I'd like to hear more from Paratici. I'd like to hear more from, like, you know, kind of those kind of people. I don't want to hear from well, the well, owner. Well, that's, that's what I mean, though. I mean, the leadership team of the club, of some descript, yeah. it would be good to... And, you know, it it's fine not to talk when they're financially backing a manager, but to have over half a billion pound turnover and be quibbling about Pedro Porro's release fee for a few million euros, if that's what is happening, and that is obviously caveated heavily, it's pathetic, we need what? to start acting like the club that we want to be, not not the club we were five years ago. I think trotting out the man, I think trotting out the owner or anybody like I don't know, the commercial one of the commercial team, explaining the reasons why we didn't get so and so. I just think. No, that... I'm not saying that. Paul. I'm not saying that. Okay. No, I, but I, I think I that the, the general direction of the club. I think like having a director of football that, that is communicative. Um, is, who's, is it Berg, Bergiston, the guy at City that was at Barcelona? Again, I probably completely murdered that name. But but just someone that 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 can say, look, this is where we are as a club. This is how we're moving forward. This this is this is what's happening with the academy. This is how they're going to progress. Like you said earlier, with with Pep, sort of grabbing them from the under 10s to all the way to the first team. There's a vision there. There's a structure there. And we, we don't know what's going on with it. What's our identity? What's our vision? What's our structure? Mm. So we, there, there has to be some communication, transparency, whatever. And, and, and Conte said it himself this week in, in the presser. Um, but yeah, it's just, it just feels there's such a, a strange feeling around the club and the, the the silence from anyone but Conte, who is quite passive aggressive, who is quite negative, has gone through these personal hardships. It's not a good look for us. We don't, it's not we don't we don't feel inspired right now. And I'd love to feel inspired to support my team right now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so let's look to wrap things up. Call up what's happening uh, in the on the YouTube channel this week. Oh, you've got me there. Uh, we're back on Friday, <laughs> <laughs> which is tomorrow, my birthday. Happy birthday. About, uh, yeah, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't a ploy to get a happy birthday, by the way. Um, just thinking about what I'll be doing during the day and how drunk I'll be in the evening. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll obviously be uh, reviewing the game. There was um, there's loads of good content on there, so I'm obviously back on Monday as well. So look out for that. Um, loads of content on the cheese room across all platforms right now. Perfect, perfect. And our next game is <laughs> is Hello. against. 
it's Fulham or is it Preston? Is it Fulham, Fulham or not? Oh, is it? Okay, sorry. I thought, um, I thought it was Fulham, and then and then we've got City again, haven't we? Okay, so I'm, I'm thinking that the the the, the, the FA Cup game sooner than it is. You're just getting you're just getting carried away, Brendan, because you think that's a competition we might actually have a chance of winning. We might, because uh, the thing is, I, I wasn't following Spurs when we won it in '91. I was a little spotty virgin, right? so now to see us lift the FA Cup would be would be beautiful. It, it would, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do remember it, and it was the first year I was a Spurs fan. And I thought, oh, this is what life's like. Yeah, great. We follow these guys. We've not won a major trophy since, have we? Really? <laughs> These guys are winners. I've made a good decision here. Yeah. Next, next game is next game is Monday night, twenty third, eight o'clock, and then we've got uh, Preston next six o'clock next Saturday, and then oh, okay, okay, okay. So Monday Sunday, night. The, Sunday the fifth, we're at home to Manchester City. So um, yeah, Fulham will be tough. Fulham got Fulham playing well. They're playing with confidence. Well. They, they are really, they are really well conditioned, well drilled team. Um, yeah. that's not going to be easy. That ain't going to be easy either. Fun and games, fun and games. Is the Fulham game at Craven Cottage or is it the lane? It is, it's at, it's, it's at theirs, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. look, it's, trying to be positive. This isn't, hasn't been the most positive of pods because, well, what, what we've got to work with, you know, but let's let's keep cracking on. Uh, tomorrow's <laughs> another day. It's, <laughs> it's, it, we, oh, we can hope. I love that. What a sale for Tottenham Oxford. Look what you got to work with. <laughs> uh, do listen out then for a review of the Fulham game from Franco and the gang on Monday uh, or maybe it'll be out on Tuesday because uh, it's a late kickoff. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment uh, and follow us on the socials. Keep the faith Spurs fans and thank you for sticking with us this long. Oh, also, <laughs> thanks for joining Caller. No problem at all. Always a pleasure to be on the pod and come on you Spurs. <laughs> thanks for joining Paul. Yeah, no problem. Hopefully we'll have a, a better thing to talk about after Fulham um, next time we'll talk. But if you got this far, guys, thanks very much. I'm sorry we were not full of the um, yeah the, the usual positivity, but we're uh, that was, it's, it's, it's tough times at the minute, but out, out of tough times come tough fans and we'll get better, don't worry. So come on, you Spurs. We'll sign, we'll sign a few players now. That, that'll bring the excitement. That'll bring the excitement back. He's got, he's got to buy Guardiola. Buy Guardiola, then that'll just win everyone over. Anyway. I've got to be honest, if if they did do that, I mean, it, masterstroke is probably a strong word, but it would certainly get people off their backs. Yeah. There you go. Thank All you've got to do is spend £100 million, Daniel, to, uh, <laughs> to appease the fan base. Crack on. <laughs> Crack on. Bring it on, Levy. And come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. <laughs> Fucking hell. Come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.